Oh, you were just like ready for that. You were I was like, so ready. You were just like, let's go. Uh-huh. Let's talk about this. Which I'm surprised at, given uh, the subject of today. I'm it's surprised been a that you're. As, I'm surprised that you're as gung ho as you. Then again, I guess this particular one you're very proud of. Ah, uh, uh, not uh, not the original part of it, but uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You're proud <laughs> of where you are now. Okay, what are we talking about today, Abby? Um, we're talking about <laughs> your issues. My issues. Oh, so many. I mean, for once. So many. There, there are many things that I feel like we have in common. For mm-hmm. example, I feel like a lot of people out there have depression. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people out there have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there are some either mental disorders or whatever that not as many people feel comfortable talking mm-hmm. about. It's not that they're taboo or anything, I would say. It's just the individual person has to be so comfortable yeah. to even open up about that to a therapist, let alone a bunch of strangers on the internet. Um, but here we are. We're, we're all about revealing ourselves to strangers on the internet. Aaliyah, that sounds very sexual, and as an ace, I feel very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew we're all very we're all very comfortable with revealing ourselves to strangers on the internet. I don't know about you, but I'm not. I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, that's I, your that's your history, not mine. Yeah, that's true. Okay, today we're talking about problem drinking and sobriety because I have stories regarding that. You do. So, um, this is an issue that you have struggled with for how long? A while. I mean, I started drinking, um, drinking, drinking when I was 14. Yeah. 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 You were there. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a little bit tipsy and everyone was laughing at me and I was very offended, actually. Okay. So, a little bit of backstory on what had happened. We had attended a mutual friend's wedding. Yeah. And this friend had let you try the wine with your mom's permission. Um, And that wasn't a problem. But I guess more towards the end of the celebration, um, she was trying to empty the bottle of wine. And she had teasingly asked you if you wanted a little bit more. And you had said, sure. And she dumped the rest of the bottle into your glass. Yeah. And we we were all kind of teasing and laughing because you at that point did not hold your alcohol at all. No, I was so giggly. I was so giggly. You were like half a glass in and you were already tipsy. So, Yeah. But um, is that what triggered the problem? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think at that point I knew I had a pretty addictive personality. Uh, I know that... That wasn't clear by your addiction to all things dance at that point? No, because that was a good thing. I guess so. it's, it's yeah. hard to think about good things as addictions too. Yeah. But when you really look at it, it's, an addiction is what? Any sort of obsessive yeah. behavior. Yeah. But, yeah, we definitely think of addiction as a negative thing and passion, you know, a a fixated passion as a good thing. But fixated passion and addiction, I feel like, are the same thing, just worded differently. I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely had, like, I had a pretty good addict's mindset as a kid. I Really? The first time I ever swiped alcohol, I must have been eight. Because... Really? I did... Now that I'm an adult, the, not the smartest thing a kid can do, the safest thing a kid can do. I snuck downstairs to our basement and stole bottles of, um, it was like the Clamato that's already mixed into oh, a drink. Oh, okay, okay. And in bottles. And I knew that my parents weren't going to touch it because they didn't touch it for like a year or two. And I knew it was in the fridge and I was keeping tabs on that because I'm like that. So I... That walked, sounds absolutely disgusting because Clamato's made with tomato juice. I that know. can't have been good. I know, I walked into my room, hid it in, like, a Christmas bag, hid it in my closet, and tried one, was absolutely disgusted. I wanted to throw up, and I poured the rest out, and I never had anything more. 
I feel like that should have set you up to be like an alcohol-free sort of life, not the opposite. Uh, no. I, I would think that a bad first experience I mean, like that would be like, oh, no, I'm never going to touch that again. It was that's awful. That's probably why I never tried again. Not until you were yeah. 14 at yeah. that wedding and that started the ball rolling, yeah. unfortunately. Um, when did I start drinking more seriously? It progressively got a little bit worse. Um, I think after that time when I was 14, I didn't drink again until I was like... 15? No. Just before? Yeah. Summer when you were 14. Yeah, maybe a little bit more, but it didn't really pick up until I really hit like 16, 17. Do you remember kind of what the turning point was where you were going through something and you were like, I really want alcohol right now. Do you remember what that turning point was for you? Yeah, when, uh, grad. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I went through relationship problems and I was like. This is back when MD... Um, I don't, I don't know if we've, we've established that he was a kind of a piece of crap, but, uh, he had cheated on you and you found out like the day Day before my convocation, the day before your convocation. And it was like this whole thing. And you were a a mess. You were a wreck. It was bad. bad. It was very bad. Um, Like it ruined your entire graduation because dinner and dance right afterwards, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd been planning on going with him for months and months and months. And oh, guess what? All of a sudden (laughs) my long-term boyfriend's not my boyfriend anymore because he cheated on me. And he didn't go to the same school I did, but the girl he cheated on me with did go to the same Same school school as you. So yeah. I mean, Um, to be fair to this poor girl, she was horrified when she found out. She was under the impression that you weren't with him at that point. Boss, uh, girl boss moment. I danced with her at grad, actually. Get it. Yeah, it was good. As (laughs) if you didn't know you were a lesbian. I didn't. You danced with the girl that your ex-boyfriend cheated on you with. I didn't know. I just wanted to make sure she knew I wasn't mad at her. I guess that's fair. That's fair. I I mean, I wanted to cry the whole time. Basically, um... mm, while I started getting ready for grad, I had, <laughs> I was pretty tipsy. I actually fell down in my grad dress getting ready. <gasps> oh. Oh, no. I didn't really care at this point. I was just like, fuck it. I don't even want to go. You, so You were very upset. I was putting on my makeup, trying to feel good, dancing in my mirror. I had drank, like, I think two coolers, and I'm a lightweight. I was going to so, say, I think it's just because you, you're you small. I was dancing around, and I had slipped on the train, because my dress had a pretty serious train for it a did. grad dress. Yeah. So I slipped on it, fell on the floor. It was kind of funny. And I laughed because I have carpet and my dress was like kind of satiny. Yeah. So it was very easy to slip. Um, I I remember you talking to me about that and I had asked you and you'd said, oh no, I've only had like one or two drinks. I think I'm just tired because I didn't sleep last night. And I was like, alcohol mixed with not sleeping. Yeah. I can see where maybe it's pushing her over the edge. I was very upset um, at the grad dinner and dance. I was underage at the time because I was only 17 when we graduated. But my friend Sherry... um, uh, I, I had smooched off of her a little bit because she yeah. got one drink and I was like, please get me a drink because I was getting sober and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, the emotions yeah. are flooding in and yeah. you were like, in order to push those yeah. off, I need to do something and your answer was alcohol. And then she left early um, and then I, my the back of my dress broke, the hook in the back broke. I remember that, the eyelid, yeah. And I was like so pissed off. You were just like, of course, could anything else go wrong? And then a good guy friend of mine, he uh, wasn't going to the dinner and dance, but he had, he and his friends, because this was like my Latin class friend, all my nerds. Yes. They didn't want to go to the dinner and dance because it was like $80 and stupid. It was super expensive. So stupid. And, um, but they had rented a room in the same hotel. Yeah, because they were just kind of having, I wouldn't say an after party, but it, it after was that party. idea. They were ha- playing Smash on, like, their Switches and being nerds with yeah. each other. 
Nerdy after party. Yeah. Not the alcoholic kind. Just, yeah. And he had kind of went, you know, uh, I know you're really hurting right now. I can see it on you. And, um... It's not going to be the most uh, fun time for you, probably, because it's just going to be a bunch of guys. But, like, if you want to come hang out and, you know, get your mind off things, for yeah. sure. Um, he, he was just trying to reach out yeah. in his own way as much as he could. Yeah. And I had told my mom about this. And my mom was like, hell no, you're not doing that. Because at the point, it was not established that you were, in fact, a lesbian. Yes. So this hotel room with a bunch of guys, yeah. Your My mom, mom was, was like, like no. this is dangerous. You're going to do this, that, and that. However, here, let me preface this by saying why I was so angry at her. So a year or two before this, mm -hmm. I had a um, birthday party to go to at one of the local parks for someone who was also in our Latin class. Yes. And... <laughs> My mom, I was like, you know what? My mom was busy that day. She couldn't drive or whatever. Right. And um, she was like, okay, you can take the bus and stuff down there because it's in a little, it's not that sketchy, but it, yeah, it, you pass through a sketchy part of town. You go through a sketchy yeah. part of town to get to yeah. this other place. Yeah. So she was like, you can only take the bus and go if you're with this guy friend. This specific person. Yes. Yeah. So I go with, I go with him and it's all fine and it was great. But now that it's two years ahead of time now... I can't go over to the hotel room in the same hotel. With the same guy. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, it's different. All and you're like, why? Yeah. And I'm livid. I think she was just concerned because a lot of people probably had been drinking. Yeah. Let's be honest. She probably knew you had yeah. been drinking yeah. and was concerned. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. But at the same time, I was like... It's it's absolutely... It is very frustrating, I think, when a parent gives you permission to do something yeah. and then months or even in yeah. your case years down yeah. the road suddenly changes their opinion on yeah. this person you're just like what the heck like like I was just like sitting there like offended I here's the here's the kicker I had planned to have a bonfire um after grad night because I was sad that MD wasn't going to go to the dinner and dance with me yeah so I was like I want to spend like time with you after this because I want it to be special so, so you, you would plan to have a bonfire with him afterwards I had bought all the alcohol <gasps> So oh. I had to so much alcohol at home. So I had, um, uh, when I had gone home, I was a wreck. Not only was I sad that this thing was going on, my grad dress broke. I had to see um, the girl he cheated on me with all night. I'm tired because, was it on the same day? I think it was on the same day, my convocation and my dinner and dance. Yeah, it was, it was like later that evening. I was it was a lot for I you. I was tired. And you did not sleep the night before. I remember mm -hmm. that very clearly. You were so distraught and upset. Sleep mm -hmm. was not a thing that was happening. Yeah. Um, I think we should take a little bit of a break. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take a yeah, break for a minute here. <laughs> Collect my thoughties. Okay. Uh, we're we'll back. back. You're, you're feeling a little better. Yes. So uh, I had planned the bonfire with all my friends. I had... Okay, 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 okay. So here's a little part of the story that is um, unrelated, but still heartbreaking. So before I found out that he cheated on me, I knew, because this girl and him were like a little bit of friends, and she, he had gone over there to help her because she was having some trouble with something. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad for her that she was going oh, through stuff. Ouch. So the day, like hours before I found out, um, and she was actually friends with one of my friends, so they were walking together, and I had gone up to her, and I go, oh, um, we're actually gonna have this bonfire after the dinner and dance, oh. um, and MD will be there, I know you know him, and stuff like that, so if you want to come, you know, feel free, because all these guys will be there, and yeah, I know you didn't know them, you know? Yeah. And I invited her to my bonfire before I found out, oh. That she 
Oh, no. Slept with my boyfriend, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So that's a little bit of heartbreak. So uh, I go home, and no one's coming to this bonfire anymore, right? Because everything fell apart. Yeah, you were just like, no, don't want to do this. Not not here for it right now. So I called up um, one of my friends. I called up Cordelia. And I was like, hey, having the worst day ever. Do you want to come over and do you want to drink? She goes, yes. So she comes over. And I, at this point, I haven't, like, been talking to her that often. Because you guys had kind of drifted apart for a little while. because it was. In high school. Yeah, it was, like, 11 p.m. It was late. Yeah. So, and she lives pretty close. So I was like, you know what? Do you want to come over and drink? She's like, sure. So we had a little bonfire and we drank and it made me feel a lot better. Um... Then I had not started working yet for a couple of weeks because I wasn't working at um, the summer camp yet. Right. So at that point, I think I had drank every day for a week. Ooh. Yeah, and it was bad. And from... I mean, I want to kind of preface this by saying that you've always had the personality type to run from problems. It is very hard for you to confront issues and so I suppose it should not really be that much of a surprise that it was hard for you to confront this and that you ran away by turning to alcohol because you couldn't physically run from the problem yeah and um I mean the months before and stuff I was drinking too but it wasn't that horrible it was starting to go downhill because you said to me in reflection Mm -hmm. that things were starting to go downhill in the relationship and you had already kind of started leading that way but this just absolutely uh, dropped you off yeah. the face of the mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I you fell. Upset. And you fell hard. Yeah, I was upset. It wasn't It wasn't even just the cheating. It was a mixture of, I'm graduating. This sucks. Like, it ruined a big part of my life. Everything is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to be one of the happiest days yeah. of your life. And now it's one of the worst yeah. days of your life. Things are all screwed up. You're being, because you struggle making yeah. decisions as well. Yeah. You're being forced to make decisions about your career yeah. and your life. All of a sudden it's, are you going to university? Yeah. What are you doing? You're losing all of your friends from school yeah. and everyone knows that you're probably going to drift apart. Yeah. Like there was so much change yeah. all at once. Yeah. Some of it positive, some of it negative, yeah. but I think it all just got stirred together and became overwhelming. So from that point forward, I'd say from the beginning of July-ish, to the end of October. This was all before I turned 18, too. Right. So I'm not obtaining alcohol legally. Yeah. So I had drank every day for a whole week, and then I was probably, like, drinking on on and off every other day. Um, Doesn't matter where I was. However, if I was working, I was not drinking. Gonna make that very clear. I you, never you did were, that. You were very good about that. I was responsible that. about that because that's unacceptable. You've, your work ethic is one of those ones where it's like, you will not ever risk no, doing something stupid. stupid like that. Um, you wouldn't risk it with your dancing. Yeah. You wouldn't risk it yeah. with your job. You're not that type. No. So I, but at that point on the weekends, probably like, probably like Friday to Saturdays almost. You were. I was blacking out. out. Yeah. Like, blackout for the whole weekend. Yeah. For like probably every other weekend at least. Oh. It was ow. really bad. And the hangovers, I, dude. How is it worth it? The hangovers. Uh, I didn't and again, if you stay drunk, do you ever really get sober enough to get a hangover? I didn't really get that many hangovers, honestly. Lucky. Yeah, it was more so just like making sure I was coherent enough at the beginning of it. Because there's... <laughs> We've done some unsafe things. And by unsafe things, I don't mean very unsafe things. I mean me and Cordelia walking to the park at like midnight, which isn't that safe. Not in this particular area. But when you're drunk, it's not that safe. I remember, 
I remember always being paranoid when it, whenever we walk somewhere. I would be like, what if someone's calling You us? are a sad drunk and you oh, are I a cry. paranoid drunk. I cry so much. I, I remember, I don't even know if you're aware of this. I remember that there were a couple of times that you had called me yeah. crying yeah. in the middle of the day yeah. on a weekend. Yeah. And I could tell that there was something wrong. But it was kind of one of those things until you brought it up yeah. with me. I didn't want to push you because I didn't want to make you feel like you had people looking at you under a microscope. I was like, obviously she's going through a lot right now. Like when she is ready to talk, she will come to me. And I just kept thinking that. And maybe I should have staged an intervention earlier, but. uh, Well, you tried. I I remember on that phone call talking you off the ledge. I don't know what ledge you were on, but it was enough to worry me. um, I remember on that that Canada day, I was like looking so rough. Oh, you, you so were much. rough. You were rough. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, getting blacked out every other weekend. Um, at this point, I had not officially gone back together with MD, but we were talking again. And he was... And I remember trying to talk you off that I, ledge, I too. And we all know that didn't work. But talk, <laughs> talking to him and unleashing every demon I ever felt, especially when I was drunk, which is not something I am grateful, I'm happy about. But no. that's what I did. So he... He got the brunt of most of my drunkenness. I mean, I suppose in a way he should. He was responsible for a lot of it. But at the same time, I can also understand you being like, I'm not proud of that because I don't think anyone would be. Um, Surprisingly, on my 18th birthday, I didn't get that drunk. (laughs) I got drunk-ish, but I didn't black out. I was going to say, I think that's because so many more people were around. I had shot. No, it was just me and Cordelia. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone bailed on me. I helped MD move on my birthday, on my 18th birthday. Oh, you yeah. know what it was? Your, your, your mom had been planning that. Yeah. I totally forgot. Your mom had been planning that surprise, yeah. but you were in such a rough place yeah. that we had all just kind of agreed, yeah, we don't think yeah. Ali is in a place where she wants to do this. Yeah. So we had canceled it. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, So just me and Cordelia, I remember actually I threw up trying to shoot some wine. <laughs> Why would you shoot wine, my dude? I don't know. We were having of a good time. Things. We were having a good time. Um, wine shots equals good time. All but right. Yeah, so MD was very aware I had a drinking problem because he had to deal with me when I cried all the time, and he was the one driving me around places, basically. And he worked at a brewery, so there was always alcohol around, and I had trouble with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a major problem. So um, then comes my 18th birthday, goes and passes. I have a kind of a little mix-up, mixing drugs and alcohol. That was a big thing. Mm, uh, yeah. But I didn't stop drinking at that point. You would think I would have, but I didn't. No. So, uh, what what was it that actually made you turn around? So, um, in October, you know, it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends was throwing a Halloween party. And on the drive to this Halloween party, I'm wearing my little sailor costume. And MD says to me, you know, I know that you like drinking and having fun and stuff, but could you please not get so drunk this time? Ooh. And I remember sitting there and feeling more angry at myself than anything. Because I was like, at what point do I get, I have someone telling me this. But I felt. I, I was going to say yeah. that, that's a harsh like slap to the face of reality I where think, it's like, is my problem really that I bad? I think I was more mad at myself than I was at him, but I wanted to be mad at him for saying that to me. I mean, I think anyone hearing that would be yeah. offended. So, but it's also just getting called to the carpet because then you have to mm-hmm. acknowledge your own behavior and that's hard. So I went there and I. As soon as he said that to me, I made the decision, I'm going to try to drink as much as possible. Of course you did. Because that's me. Of course you did. So I get there. That sounds like you. I am drinking. Like a fish. A lot. Yep. 
I have no memory. And you're probably and you're probably busy staring at and him this- over the rim of each drink, just making sure he acknowledges the fact that you're drinking it. And this, this is your fault. This was the first time that I ever blacked out, not in my own house. Oh, actually. this was your first ever public blackout. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. So I had blacked out and. You know, I feel this family, they're used to having that because that happens kind of often because there's a lot of teenagers that party there. Yeah. But I wasn't used to that happening, so I blacked out. I threw up everywhere, apparently, which I was so embarrassed about. I was so embarrassed about everything. So I threw up everywhere. Um, There were these nice girls taking care of me. And I, I felt so bad. I said to them, I called them bitches, and I said, I don't want you guys to take care of me. I want MD to take care of me. I said, I said they should get away from me, and I called them names, and they were my friends, and I felt so bad. Uh, and MD actually dropped me off at home that night. I was supposed to go over to his house to sleep. Well, I mean, with you being that blackout drunk, it was probably better that you were yeah. at home. He dropped me off at home, tucked me in bed. I wasn't changed. I'd throw up over my Halloween costume. He didn't help you change? Oh, no, no, no. What a jerk! <laughs> he has had to deal with me being drunk so many times. But, so I woke up stinking in my Halloween costume, in my own house, not where I expected to be, and I felt terrible. Because I didn't know what had happened. And oh. I was like, I... I feel like reality probably just I, smacked you between yeah. the eyes and you went, and oh I felt, my God. I felt really bad that I had been so mean to these girls that I was like, I'm never drinking again. And I meant it. It was literally it your... It was the girls. It was your love of women. Yeah. Before you even came out as gay, it was your love of women. Yeah. You couldn't stand the way you were being a jerk to women. So you had to change your ways. I love that. Yeah. You're... Your cheater boyfriend asks you not to drink as much, and you purposely drink more. <laughs> you're rude to girls while you're drunk, and they probably totally understand, but yeah. you're like, I can never do that again. I was I love it. very upset. That's so you. That's um, so you. So now I am 470 days sober. And kind of I have been proud of yeah. you for 470 I mean, days. there's been a little bit of slip-ups, up, slip especially going to... I couldn't go to parties for, like, the first year. Well, no, I feel like when... And, Anytime someone is trying to get off Mm -hmm. of alcohol, why are you going to go specifically to a place where half of the goal is to either get tipsy or get drunk? Why are you going to do that to yourself? Because I know if I was there, I would would be like, you know, just one. Like, I would break it right away. Just one is the worst mentality because it's never just one especially with alcohol because you like your inhibitions start to mm -hmm. go the more you drink Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that's just the worst possible combination and um a lot of it it surprised me a lot of the adults in my life didn't really take me seriously when I said I wanted to stop drinking and they weren't really proud of me either I feel like it was mostly us you know um the few of the dance girls that you let know, yeah. the few friends that you let know. I feel like we like, still to this day are more proud I of remember, you than some of the other people in your life. I remember telling MD's ba- dad about it because he would um, make me drink sometimes. I was, of it, I was of age at this point. Yeah. And then we had told him, oh, I don't drink anymore. And he was asking me, like, why not and stuff. And I was like, you know, blacked out too much, drank too much, stuff like that was doing things I regretted. And he was like, but everyone does that as a teenager. And I think that's, that's the worst That's such part. a toxic mentality when I, someone says, oh, I'm trying to basically yeah. get sober. Oh, every teenager acts that way. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're, like, people like me are yeah. so much more proud because I have never been big on alcohol like social drinking sure but the one time I even got close to being tipsy I hated it so much that I've never even gone back never gotten drunk never uh, certainly never blackout drunk but maybe that's why I'm more proud of you because I saw you go all the way and to me oh that's just something every teenager does Mm -hmm. to me because I never did I'm like no most most people in my experience don't act that way and there was people who I would talk to and be like oh you don't mean that you'll start drinking again 
I hate that as I well. Know. Instead of saying good job, like yeah. I know we were very encouraging where it's like, you're doing great. Keep going. Yeah. Like you're tracking. Don't give in. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. I feel like a lot of those toxic people are half the reason people fall back into mm-hmm. their addictions because it's the, no, you can't. And oh, everyone yeah. does that. And yeah. they give you every excuse and reason to turn back to yeah. it. Like that's so and toxic. Like- I hate that. Sobriety is great in the long run, but it sucks. Even sometimes now I sit there and I'm like, why can't I drink? But I know that it's never, not never, it's going to take a long time if I'm able to drink in a healthy way because I still have the impulse of, I don't want to drink because I want to see how it tastes. I want to drink to get drunk. Oh, okay, I see. And when you're doing that, it's not healthy. No. Especially if, if that's the men- If that's the mentality, your mentality around alcohol should be, I want to enjoy mm-hmm. this, not if I drink enough of this, I can change my behavior. That should never be the goal, in my opinion. Yeah. And I remember a couple of times um, there would be drinking, like MD's dad would be drinking, and we would see them upstairs or hear them or something, and I would cry because I felt like I was missing out. That's horrible. I know. And I, I never understood it. I was like, I'm making this choice. I'm not missing out. I know I'm not. And like, but you still feel alcohol is one of those things that in a lot of cultures, especially people bond over mm-hmm. alcohol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, to some extent, I can understand why you might feel like you were yeah. missing out on something because yeah. it sounds like they're all having fun and you feel like you don't have enough control to yeah. just have fun with everybody. I you mean, feel like you just can't. And that's, it sucks. I'm so happy that I'm sober now because I have great paths in life. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about wasting every single weekend, not knowing what I did, not remembering. I do remember questioning you a couple of times where it was like, you know, Aaliyah, why do you want this so bad? Like, don't you feel like you're missing out on things? Like if you can't remember, like, don't you feel like that's not good? And you were just like, yeah, but it's fun though. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking, I have no way of convincing her because yeah. I can't change your mind about what yeah. fun is or isn't. Yeah. So it's just like, Aliyah, I don't see what's fun about yeah. not remembering anything, but yeah. okay. So, and as soon as I stopped, like, you know, it took some time, but like I started seeing life more clearly and stuff like that. And when you don't have things like that to run to anymore, it's a lot different for how you have to process things. You actually have to start yeah. dealing with things. And that goes back to this idea that you have always been a little bit more yeah. of a runner where all of a sudden you had to turn around and start facing some of these problems Which- instead of just <laughs> diving into alcohol. Which is hard and it's great. But if you've ever done it, you know it sucks. It's awful. It's great in the long run, but in the short term, not only are you fighting the urges to drink alcohol, but you're fighting every urge because now you have to deal with things, which is pushing you harder towards it. Like, it's a mess. It's a mess. That addicty brain is, like, the hardest part for me because you sit there, and I remember, oh, I remember one time my dad had, like, left like beer in the fridge and I said can you put that in the downstairs fridge so I don't see it all the time and he's like no I hate Uh. like even for me now I know that you've been alcohol free for a long time even if I'm cooking something I will warn you if I'm planning on putting wine or something for example if I'm making chili or stew I'll be Mm -hmm. like hey if I put wine into this are you going to be okay I remember my sister had made a rum cake one year right after you had started drinking and I said Aaliyah the rum taste is very very Mm -hmm. strong is that going to trigger you like those were all things that I really wanted to make sure of because I was just going to be like you know can we not put this on the table like if people want something they can get it from the kitchen but I don't want the smell of rum to be triggering Aaliyah the entire time. Yeah. I feel like that's how you should react. When you care about someone and you care about their well-being, it shouldn't be, 
no, moving that to a new fridge is an yeah. inconvenience yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. It should be, what do you need? Yeah. Not, well, that's inconvenient. Yeah. Like, the hell? I hate that. Ah. Right. I had something floating around in my head. Where was it? Yes, the attic brain. Oh, my gosh. It's like, so we have alcohol in the house, but it's it's not locked up, but it's behind, like, doors and stuff. Imagine, co- not constantly, but, like, probably every, once every day, your brain goes, I know where that is, I know what I can replace it with, and I know what I can do to have it right now. Oh. And it's, like, an urge every day. And it's so hard when you're sad and, like... Not to do yeah. it. And because it's, you're like, it's so easy. It's so easy. I think the most surprising thing about that is, like, how long that habit endures. It does. So it's like, I'm sitting there. I know where every alcohol is in my house. Mm-hmm. Just because my brain tells me I have to. It's cataloged it. Yeah. Because it's done it for so long. And it's the addiction yeah. to it, right? So and, it has to catalog And when it. anything new came in... Well, my parents don't drink pretty... My dad maybe a little bit, but, but they don't really drink. Yeah. But um, whenever something new comes into the house, once in a, bro- a blue moon, and, like, I see it sitting on the table or something, I'm like, put it away. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know how much is left. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, you know, you and I are planning on um, getting a place together mm-hmm. as roommates. And we have made it very clear that our household will either be a completely alcohol-free household or it will be something where yeah. it's like we might have some cooking wine or yeah. something, but that is all that we are planning on bringing to the house. If we want anything else, we will. I will put it at someone else's place. I will, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because I'm not that big on drinking, so it's not a big deal for me. I don't understand the mentality of people where it's like, well, no, I want it and need it in mm-hmm. the house. It's like, excuse me, you need it in the house? You can, if you want it that badly, yeah. just... Go and get it from your parents' place. Go and get it from another friend's place. Yeah, sure, with corona, maybe that's a little more difficult. But I feel like all of us, especially with corona, it's made it very difficult for a lot of addicts because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Everyone's depressed. Like I couldn't imagine what would happen if I was drinking right now, honestly. I, I think you would have been hospitalized yeah, at probably. this point. Okay. But um, I'm honestly still proud of your sobriety. Thank you. Every day. It's been a long time. Every day I'm proud of your sobriety. I'm proud of you for being able to even talk about it because it's a hard subject. Alcoholism, addiction, like it's all tough. And for any of our listeners out there who are suffering with this, um, we all have our issues. This Mm -hmm. is a judgment-free zone. If you need help, if you need someone to talk to, I'm not even going to say, oh, you should go to this, um, you know, hotline or this hotline. Hell, hit us up. Like seriously, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to me. Talk to Aaliyah. Like, we will be more it's, than happy to just sit and chat with it's, you. It's, um, it will be worth it in the long run. I think something that uh, people pass up a lot, especially if you're talking to your friends, is you can never, like, I can talk to my friends and I can celebrate my, sobri- my sobriety with my friends, but what they don't really understand is how, how much it sucks. <laughs> and you know what? The trouble is that with any addiction, it will continue yeah. to suck for God yeah. knows how yeah. long. But it, it's worth it. It's worth the suckiness. I promise. It is. And, you know, every time you are able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I resisted again today. Yeah. And you know what? There are going to be days where you make mistakes. Yeah. But every day that you can get up and say, I'm succeeding. I've won another day. Yeah. Don't take it as, oh, this is for the rest of my yeah. life. Take it day by day yeah. if you have to. Or gay by gay. Every day. <laughs> But, you know, take it one step at a yeah. time. Say, I am proud of myself today. Yeah. Let's try to make tomorrow yeah. another good day. Yeah. 
But as I said, if you need someone to talk to, we're always here yeah. to listen. Trust me, both of us love talking yes. if that's not abundantly clear. Yeah. <laughs> so that is all for this episode. Be sure to turn... Turn? Turn. Turn. <laughs> be sure to tune in to the next one because we will be discussing uh, one of my major issues. Yay! You say that. I'm dreading it. I like but sharing. <laughs> sharing is caring. Yes. All right. We will talk at you in the next one. See you later, guys. Take it gay by gay. Bye.